Hello everyone, welcome to part 13 of my podcast called Crippled But Not Down. Today, I want to talk about the blessings and curses of a visible disability. This might take a couple more than just one episode to talk about, because there is many things I feel like I need to cover. When somebody sees a person whose limbs are missing or who is somewhat disfigured, doesn't look natural, their size of a head looks different, their shape looks different, they walk in with a limp. Sometimes people get very confused as to how to approach this different person. And today I want to talk about the sort of situations that I've been faced with. And some of it might be serious, and some of it will be slightly funny to those that understand both sides of the situation. An example number one would be when people see me with two crutches thinking that I'm just gonna, you know, stand in the public transportation and they would say to me if I asked them that I wanted to sit down, they said to me, you just have a broken leg. You're going to get over it in a couple weeks. Sadly, this condition has been with me since I was born. And as I'm already over 30, I think I'm not going to walk it off in a couple weeks. There are situations in which people see me seated down with two crutches and an elderly person about 70 years old come to me demanding to sit down at my spot. I am nice to him. Hear his story that he's been wounded before and he's in pain. So I offer him a seat somewhere else. Just look and show him around and see other spots where he could sit. And he still demands that he wants to sit in my spot. I know that it's not mine. It's dedicated to disabled people. But I have to show him my disability card proving that I'm indeed disabled. He shows me his card that shows that he's old, old enough to sit. So there comes this decision, which one of us should be seated. And I say both of us, but not in the same spot. I should sit where I was seated and show the man a different spot to sit down. So then he understood and sat 
at one of the other designated spots. I find it quite funny when people, without asking what's wrong, just assume that they understand. With the first example, the assumption that because I'm using two sticks, I probably have a broken leg, but didn't see they didn't see any cast on me. So how could they think I could walk it off in a couple weeks? So I think it's the problem that people don't take the time to assess the situation in which they are found because we are all in a rush. We just feel like we need to get things done the way we want them to be done. And we need to get them done soon. Another funny story I remember was a situation where I was seated at a certain spot at the tram. My usual spot near the bus driver, near the driver. And the driver was asking me to, you know, get out of the tram at the end of the line because I went to work and I fell asleep whilst traveling. And so this man was like, do you want to get out here? Or do you want me to get you to the depot? Which is not usually the case that the tram driver would do, but they just seemed to think I had it closer to work if they would have got me there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to understand that Certain stairs are easier to navigate than other ones. For example, when I'm on the bus, I like the staircase being a little bit narrower so I can hold on to things on both sides. Because if it's too wide, I'm having a hard time keeping the balance. And so I always prefer using the front door to get off the bus. Even though the bus drivers don't like it, I think they over time certainly learn to understand that that's the way I should do it. Because usually bus drivers, at least in my country, tell you to get on with the first door to pay for the ticket and get off with a second door to not obstruct the way for anyone who wants to come in at that same stop. There was many times when I was traveling to see my grandmother in the countryside that I had a debate with the bus driver about whether or not I could potentially get out of the bus using the front door.
But as the man was familiar with me, and, you know, we we dealt with this certain situation multiple times, the driver succumbed to the idea and said, okay, you could do it, but be quick. So, as you might notice, having cerebral palsy doesn't make you very quick, but I try my best. And one thing about people rushing me or people saying I should be quick is that whenever I feel like I'm in a rush or in a in a hurry, it feels like my brain is going all over the place, but I'm actually staying put wherever I was standing. So I feel like it's important for the people around us, whatever the disability we have, to understand that we have limits and we are we are aware of those limits and we need a certain way of doing things unless there is a better one for us to observe but first before suggesting a different approach please first ask me or us to know whether or not it's physically possible to get it done. I had one not-so-nice experience when an Asian-looking person was standing at the bus stop and I wanted to get on a bus. The front door of a bus was broken so I needed to go to the middle and the man, the Asian man was standing there and as he saw me struggling up those stairs he picked me up and brought me over to the top of those stairs. Some might think this to be relief that it solved the problem that I struggled with but I quite don't like the feeling of nothing beneath me. I was nervous about whatever's happening to me. I felt powerless in that moment. And so, please, if you wish to help me, tell me what you're going to do before you start doing it. One more thing. I want to talk about today is the times when as a disabled person you either fall down or otherwise hurt yourself while traveling or doing anything. I remember one time particularly when I was coming home from school. It was a long day. I was pretty tired. My backpack was very heavy, and um, I ended up basically overpowered by the by the amount of weight that was in my backpack. So I ended up on my back feeling like a turtle. Couldn't pick myself up because it because the bag was too heavy. And the first thing people always think about when trying to pick me up 
is to grab my grab me by my armpits. But if our my feet are not going to hold the weight of me, picking me up on my feet is not helpful. Please, again, before trying to help me, communicate with me what's the best way to get help to me. The best way to help me would have just been to help me take the bag for a little bit, or only just to help me turn around to pick myself up with my own hands, or to get my crutches out of my way so I don't hurt myself anymore. There's always a way to help people, but nobody likes, and I think I'm not talking just for myself, but nobody likes to be helped when the way is not very helpful. You know, it feels awkward because on one hand, I should be appreciative of the fact that somebody wants to help me. But on the other hand, if the way they want to support me is not very helpful, then it was a waste of both of, uh, both of our times. So, if there's one lesson to take from this episode, it is to communicate, to talk with a person, not just assume that you understand what sort of situation other people are found in. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments or requests or anything like that, you could send them to an email that you find in the show notes. Bye for now.